I get it. Why push yourself? Just settle. Mm-hmm. The goal of this show isn't to make me work harder. It's to make sure that I'm working at all. A baseline... It, 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 it helps me generate my resting heart rate of creativity. <laughs> this is the... Any, any podcast is the equivalent of your walk to work in terms of like creative exercise like sure you're doing it but you were gonna do it anyway counterpoint no it's not oh shit i hadn't thought about it that way (laughs) i can't believe i just got debated and checkmated i'm a real fucking coward and i have Nothing I can throw back against it. You're pathetic. Let me try. Let me try. Let me let me attempt. Now I'm seething. I'm I'm full of hatred. So I must keep the debate going. Uh, well, uh, if if you think, th- well, how much creative energy do you expend uh, writing a sketch or, or a chapter of a book you're working on, or 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 filming something or editing audio? Surely that is is higher than recording a podcast. Recording is the hardest. Is the easiest part. Counterpoint. Listen to you, you sniveling, tiny man. You can barely oh. hold it together. Oh. You're choking like a dog right now. Oh. Clearly you- because I've allowed myself to get invested in the argument, <laughs> that means that I am the loser. I didn't provoke it, but because I'm the one who was provoked, it's my fault and I'm now losing the argument. Due to an ad hominem attack. A logical <laughs> fallacy, if all things. I won. <laughs> you won. So anybody looking to get on this show and debate Wes. <laughs> like a for coward that you are. <laughs> He'll do his research. On we got the, the next, most recent uh, swears. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of any names of any conservative podcast hosts who would be like the ones to say debate me. Can't think of them because I've deleted them from my mental record. They are truly not worth your time. Uh oh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, let's bring him on. He can debate Chevy once we get Chevy on the show. Chevy. Shivai. <laughs> Chevrolet Chase. We've teased him now in three episodes. It really feels like we do have to get him now. Welcome. No. Why to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the only net negative game show, a concept I refuse to describe to us, where one of us is quizzed on a movie they have not seen. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host... Ben Shapiro. Wesley. Uh, the current <laughs> score for this season is Ethan, 
11, and Wesley, 12. After this episode, I forgot that last episode was our first quiz and we haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Um, I was like, some of it, so much, I should have higher score right now. <laughs> I deserve more points. <laughs> I, I put in that the effort of shows, going first. Yeah. That just shows how much you uh, put into this compared to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Truly the score, whatever the score is, I do not care. I forget <laughs> about what my score is as soon as I hit uh, stop. <laughs> but the audience cares so much about our scores. They need to know that I continue to lose every season, <laughs> every year. Last week, I quizzed Wes on the movie Love and Basketball, which hopefully was an entertaining episode. Uh, <laughs> You're I, so paranoid about that. I Look, I've, I've started to, to, to open myself up to criticism of this show, which isn't coming from anywhere other than myself. <laughs> I've heard so, sometimes living in the vacuum of no comments, I, I do get self-conscious. But I'm glad you're finally opening yourself up to yourself. Last week, you were starting to open up to the audience. This week, I'm legitimately opening up. I'm cracking. Those sphincters are being pried open mm-hmm. with, with forks. forceps. Oh. Forkceps. <laughs> uh, we talked about Love and Basketball, a movie that we cannot have an opinion on until this show is over. What? Uh, this what? episode? No, the entire show. This is the only <laughs> one where I'm saying we're not allowed to talk about our opinions on it until we finally cancel the podcast. We're putting it in a time capsule. We're burying it uh, on the northwest corner of my apartment building. Mm-hmm. It's your job to figure out where Wes lives when we finally dox him at the end of the show. And we'll have our descendants open it up. Mm-hmm. I asked you what this movie was about and why you hadn't seen it. Uh, you said that this movie was going to... Uh, you hadn't seen this movie because no one in your spheres was talking about it because you exclusively speak with white people. Um, and then you also described this movie as Castaway, but with a basketball instead of a volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave you half a point out of pity. Hey, for a second there, they talk about that basketball like it's a person. They do. I did also kind of feed that to you by giving you the name of the basketball brand. Spalding, baby. You're on a date with Spalding? Uh, then I asked you what occurrence is tearing Quincy's family apart. It's not death. Uh, to kind of tip my hat, death isn't really that big of a feature in this movie. Or else it would be called death and basketball. Because we mm. all know the opposite of death is love. I thought that you were saying the opposite of death was basketball. <laughs> because ball is life. Think about it uh, as two sides of the same basketball. <laughs> is love and death. You, know, you ever flip a basketball <laughs> to figure out who wins an argument? How does the curfew affect Monica and Quincy's relationship? Basically, I gave you half a point because you said they can't see each other. The the bare minimum of what a curfew can do to anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we 
Points, please. <laughs> Half <laughs> is what you get. Um, and then what does Monica do at practice that pisses off her coach? Uh, she poses, but really it's just like she uh, she exists. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> she exists, but she could exist better. And that means... Uh... Uh, she's just not a freshman. Uh, I take it that you don't like this coach's coaching style? Uh, I didn't mind it that much. It just seemed stereotypical. Like, Fair when, she, when Monica goes up and is like, you're always riding me. I'm like, oh, Monica, watch a movie. She's <laughs> riding you because she cares about you. You think Monica has time to watch a movie? She is on that grind. Um, imagine if either Quincy or Monica had ever seen a rom-com or a romantic movie in their entire lives. Imagine if Q or Monica had watched the Imagine video. Mm, the one from uh, 2020? Yeah. There's no other one. Clearly, that one <laughs> supersedes the previous one's existence. Gal Gadot uh, wrote the song, produced it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and decided it would be best served with a uh, We Are the World type vibe. But Exactly. Uh, lesser. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lesser. I, I, find it, I find it much greater. I think it's much more impactful when no one is singing in the same key. <laughs> and someone goes twice in a row in who different was locations. Twice I, I can't remember who that is. We, I just watched it like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> well, that's what keeps you going through the non-ending pandemic. Wake up to it every morning. <laughs> it plays Black Mirror style on four <laughs> screens in your entire room. That has to be someone's ringtone, right? <laughs> Gal Gadot's. Surely she she listens to it every day and she's like, it's gonna work. If I put it out into the universe. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Joe Biden's. You think he... No, I don't think he has a phone. I don't think... Uh... I don't think, um, uh, well, okay, he has a phone, but Jill runs it for him. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, I, maybe Jill Biden finds it inspiring, (laughs) thinks that it could bring some joy to every one of his days. Hell no. She has a doctorate. She's smarter than that. (laughs) Um, and then, so coming out of open-ended questions, you have one single point. Yeah. All, uh... All according to plan. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't have predicted your score so high if if this wasn't a part of the plan. Set expectations low, and then I'll just come blowing through everything with uh, Dolomite is my name. Yep, uh, despite the fact that you set your expectations even higher than mine. With uh, 58 total points uh, on the season. 
You may say I'm a dreamer, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I'm realist. I'm a, I'm realist. <laughs> Capital R. <laughs> Capitalist. Capital oh no. K. Uh, moving on to open-ended, or open-ended, multiple choice. Actually, when Quincy is a child, what word does his dad yell at him for saying? You did get this one correct. Do you remember what it is? Yeah, it's can't. <laughs> you got it exactly correct <laughs> as the reason as well. I like that scene when Allstate Man yells at his son. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of... Uh... Things I didn't realize I needed to see the Allstate man doing that once I saw him doing it, I'm like, mm, finally. <laughs> finally, Allstate man's given some some red meat to work with. <laughs> now Wes can finally put together his um, Allstate man soundboard to use for crank calls. Uh-huh, yeah. Or when I make Love and Basketball 2 and CGI recreate all state man <laughs> and have alive. a soundboard of all <laughs> his lines he's ever said you're just gonna make him sweatier you'll still bring him in mm-hmm. but then fully composite over him a new cg man that's yes. sweatier i need him to glisten do we talk more about all state man um not really, so you can you can go for it. The only other question I have is in true or false, and it's not that big of a question. So we don't talk about the affair at all? Oh, I kind of breezed over that in open-ended questions, but that was what tears apart Quincy's family. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the biggest laugh that Takar and I had that was truly, I think, unintentional was the private investigator's photos... Of all state man's affair, where he's having an affair in a hotel, and for some reason, the, <laughs> the private investigator was able to open up the hotel room door <laughs> across crack, the hallway crack, and take some. <laughs> the staging of it looks so bad and unrealistic. I just wish that uh, the photos had flash, too, so it could be even more (laughs) unrealistic. Like, uh, there's once we only see the photos for a split second, and I Mm. just immediately have so many questions about, (laughs) like, how did this all line up? Was he aware that there was someone there taking pictures? <laughs> because it seems like it would be pretty obvious. Uh, did they do everything standing up? <laughs> do they not use a bed when they're having their affair? Is it always in the doorway of their hotel room? <laughs> uh, and then I have, what song plays during the first sex scene of this movie? You were incorrect to assume it would be Luther Vandross. Did you clock it when it happened? It does play for a long time. Yeah, Takara told me what it was, but I forgot what it is. It's This Woman's Work by Maxwell. Yes. yes. It was correctly not How Can I Ease the Pain by Lisa Fisher, which you recoiled the possibility of. 
Uh, I gotta say, the music really dates this movie. Oh, it puts it exact. <laughs> this is a period piece with the music. I think it. I think it's fully intentional to date this movie. Yeah, fair. You can't put that many songs like that in this movie and not say this is a period piece. But it's fine. I'm not going to get <laughs> semantics about what period piece means. Uh, I asked you, where does Quincy go to sleep when his parents are fighting? I actually really like this one. Uh, you said that he would go to the neighborhood basketball court because the movie's all about basketball. Mm-hmm. Where does he go? He goes into Monica's room, uh, and inexplicably, these two houses do not have window screens. Um, the movie, I believe, takes place in California. Are uh, there a lot no of windows window don't... screens in California? Not really. Hmm. You kind of have to install them personally, but in any older building, they're not the default. Well, I will say it prompted me to uh, look up the history of window screens to see when they became popularized. <laughs> in California. <laughs> um, no, I really like that moment. I, th- I love that it's silent and they had just fought before it, but it's always just, it makes it seem like a common occurrence, which is very sad. I just, I guess I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why is he sad? <laughs> it never happened to you. You loved when your parents fought. Uh, like I didn't know what was what they were fighting about. Even <laughs> it didn't make sense. And then when they reveal it later in the movie, I don't know what that's worth fighting about. And I don't know why uh, he would risk eternal damnation going into that girl's <laughs> room. But he did. <laughs> Uh, the next multiple choice question, why do Monica and her teammate Syndra dislike each other? You said it's because they like the same boy. Uh, they have the same spot on the uh, basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give you any bonus points for your answer to this question, the, the bonus question that I gave you, which is what eventually improves their relationship. Did I say time? You just said time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> They're older. They've both like experienced the the joys of professional basketball playing. And Are you now Riverdale when they... to me right now. What? Are you quoting Riverdale to me? <laughs> Clearly, you've never nope. experienced the highs and lows of high school football. And uh, they they have grown to appreciate one another because they. Uh, have similar life experiences at that point but they wouldn't have ever really gotten closer without that time (laughs) i thought that the most important thing and something that i'm pretty sure they say outright in the script was that they can't play for the same team anymore (laughs) you really think that's it that's in all of it fine i'll give you your point (laughs) you cry baby I'm not crying. Audience, I need you to know. It's tears streaming down his face. We just had to take a 15-minute break to calm him down. All good. 
He's got a juice box. He's got his favorite stuffy next to him. He's all right. I got my mom's arms wrapped around my neck. <laughs> she has to. Ba- she actually has a set of headphones too to babysit for the rest of the episode. Uh, she's cautioning me with a finger wag if I say anything that might set Wes off. Now, now, Ethan, <laughs> we gotta play nice, and I won't. Oh, I'm gonna have to have a call with your mother. No, please. Ringing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, I asked you which parent dies in this movie. <laughs> All correctly those parents said stay none. alive, yeah. I feel like each of these parents shows a very particular death flag that in any other movie, like, they would have for sure died in one of the time skips. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I was thinking mostly Monica's mom in particular, because in the first scene that she's in, she's like coughing and very sick, and you're like, oh, she's not going to make it to the first time skip. I do not recall the coughing. <laughs> they they draw they draw so much attention to the fact that she's ill, and I'm like, oh, man, she's going to die. And then she comes back, and I'm like, all right, I guess so. But then she's like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you heard it here, folks. Ethan just wants... Uh, I just be... need more black suffering. Yeah. Wants more families torn apart. I'm glad they didn't die. (laughs) I'm just saying it's sad that a lot of my experience with film made me think that they were going to die. I do uh, appreciate... uh, I found the most interesting parts of the movie to be uh, Q's relationship with his dad and Monica's relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm. No, they were super compelling. Uh, Pay close attention to what I didn't find most interesting. (laughs) Monica's relationship with her dad, a man who barely exists. Need more dads. (laughs) Give me some more dad. They sprinkled a little bit of dads on this movie, but I needed a a whole course. (laughs) I needed a dessert of dads. Which is the name of the fourth novel in the We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet series. An appetizer of aunts. Or is this just uh, serving pleasure? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you got me there. Our now defunct uh, podcast franchise. It was. A I'm franchise. pretty sure... It's still on SoundCloud and YouTube because I cannot remember the password (laughs) and can't take it down. Really curious on the stats on those episodes. Yeah. (laughs) See how they're doing. See how they're outperforming our current ones. That would be very funny. So if anyone wants to hear... If anyone wants to hear... uh, Well, yeah, especially Exotic Erotic. For some reason, those numbers were crazy. (laughs) Like 200 listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way more. I assume just because the word erotic was in the title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if you want to hear us speak with women about erotic novels, go ahead and check that show out, I guess. Uh, moving on to true or false. The first question. When Monica's homecoming date leaves to get punch, he comes back with spiked punch. 
I don't think I asked it's you to spiked. Pay. Um, no. Uh, Kira pointed this out. He comes back with nothing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess now that I'm picturing it, yeah, I don't remember. He leave. He says, "I'm gonna go get us some punch." Leaves, comes back maybe 10 seconds later, no punch in hand. Because Q's there, and he's uh, going to get with his girl. Mm-hmm. With his high school that was girl. A... He's in college, and he's like, this high school girl is mine. I can understand. So, like, the only college people I ever saw at my high school dances were people who had started dating their other like my high school classmates while they were in high school. Mm-hmm. It is so bizarre to me, the idea of a college guy who's never met someone before being like, yeah, I'll go to your high school dance. <laughs> not, and it's not that Monica asked him. Yeah. Monica's friend asked his friend if he would go with her. No, it was Monica's sister. Monica's sister. All right. Shows what I remember from this movie. You just think they're all friends. I, everyone's friends. I don't believe in family is the thing. <laughs> friends are the family you choose. <laughs> and if I didn't choose them, they're nothing to me. Uh, true or false, despite basketball featuring heav- heavily in this narrative, not much is seen played. Uh, you correctly guessed false. There's a lot of basketball in this movie. <laughs> Yes. Lots and lots of basketball. And I, you said you would become tired of it. Guess what? I know myself. I, I believe that for you. Um, give me a second. Kira needs her laptop. Let me just say, it was no slam dunk earnest um, in which basketball plays just too big of a role. Um, but it, it definitely had too much basketball and I appreciated more like the scene in Europe during the European, or I think it's the international women's basketball league. Um, when we just see the, uh, it's the, uh. The tip off. Hi, hon. How was vamping? Uh, I'm still in a thought. I appreciated more the tip off of the International Women's Basketball League scene where it just cuts away immediately after it. <laughs> and then we see the aftermath. To say, to for this movie in the script to say we don't pay attention to women's basketball and then immediately cut away from the <laughs> women's basketball match. Yes. Um, I will say, I I really enjoyed the way that the basketball scenes were shot in this movie. I thought they were super dynamic and cool and played well with characters' emotions and intentions during the game. But that's, that's me. You're your own person with your own opinions, but we'll move on from basketball. Back to love. Mm. We're back with love. True or false, Quincy's dad wants him. True or false, Quincy's dad wants him to ignore school to focus on basketball. You said true. No, he wants him to stay in school. 
But he's so good once he eventually quits school and becomes a professional player. Yeah, so dad was wrong. He's a professional bench warmer on the Lakers. Not everyone needs an education. Sometimes you can be called off the bench and immediately shatter your ACL. <laughs> ACL famously famous for being shattered. <laughs> the, the only muscle that can shatter. We're here with ACL. <laughs> uh, true or false, the movie's fourth quarter is not in the continental United States. You said false. Does start in España. Yeah. But it does not stay in España. It does not stay in España. So I guess I do have to give you a point because I wrote the question bad. Damn right. Uh, Suddenly my score ain't looking so bad, huh? It's still not great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you like that there were no subtitles when we were in Spain? Um... At first, I was like, wait, what? And then I just didn't care. Because um, if it's not English, Wesley does not care. <laughs> uh, well, no, I kind of actually liked having to try and piece together. I was never good at... I I was, I was all right at conversational Spanish. I was better at reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just fun to try and uh, pick apart what he was saying. Uh, Mm. But then I did appreciate the fact that Monica doesn't actually understand what her coach says at all. Yeah. It was immersive for (laughs) her to be in Monica's position and play there for so long and still not know what's going on. Like, huh, you would think that, like, it seems like a lot of these women basketball players go off to Europe. You'd think they would try and study a language. (laughs) Uh, as somebody who moved to a different country to try to teach there for a year, I did not pick up a language fast enough. <laughs> it's hard to learn a new language. But surely Monica would have been learning Spanish in school. Uh, this is the late 80s, early 90s. True. When Spanish was still a blossoming language. Yeah, in its infancy. Mm-hmm. No one had even heard of Mexico. Uh, true or false, Tyra Banks? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's jarring. <laughs> if there's anything that dates this movie the most, it's the appearance of Tyra Banks. <laughs> I think... One of my favorite parts was when Monica and her mom are having it out. And... Monica's mom was like, what? What do you want me to say? To go beat up his uh, fiance? <laughs> and then later on, she's like, Monica, what I told you the other day was true. And of course, she meant like that she is a catch and that Hugh would be lucky to have her. But I mm-hmm. thought what she was going to say is, you will have to beat up Tyrbanks. <laughs> And I 100% stand by that. I think if anyone was to try to go after Tyra Banks' man, it would come down to a brawl. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Not a shred of Tyra's opponent would be left, though. <laughs> That's my assumption. Uh, Kira really hated when she showed up and her name was Kira. <laughs> 
because it's infuriating that Tyra Banks appears as a character, drops the T off of her own name and replaces it with a different one. Uh, And then true or false, they actually say love and basketball. Yes, twice. Correct. Uh, So I did give you the point for that. Uh, I like the two moments that it's used because the first time it's funny and the second time it's It's even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) This she doesn't get her man. (laughs) This physically destroyed man attempts to play basketball against a woman who is playing professionally. (laughs) Uh, yeah, my favorite part was. Well, go with the screen grab. I'll talk about this later. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the screen grab, you said it was two kids kissing, which made you uncomfortable. That it takes place in the 90s because of the uh, filter on the screen. The 80s. Um, they're going to school. Basically, I just gave you points for saying that Quincy and Monica are kissing and that Monica has a bandage on her face. Okay. Which Do you want to, t- do you want to talk about how Monica got that bandage? She gets knocked onto the just the blacktop, right? She gets knocked into the grass. <laughs> I thought it was the blacktop. I'm pretty sure it's the grass. I remember, I remember her falling, and then I'm like, I don't think she would bleed that much from falling where she fell. Not only bleed, but scar. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that actress does have that scar in real life, so. They had to justify it. They had to give they it a back. They had the whole reason. It's it's a lot like Sister Act. They had to have the flashback just to justify one thing in the future. <laughs> it wasn't there before, but they had to put it in later. Uh, and then I asked you what the boy was counting, uh, and you said how many women he has kissed. Uh, how many women has he kissed? No, so what he was actually counting oh. when they were kissing. Oh, was... yes. Uh, how long they were supposed to kiss. <laughs> it's five I seconds. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's respectful. He understands the timeline. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after this scene, they break up. Yeah, they hadn't even left the fucking yard. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Wes is just disappointed because he hates seeing relationships shatter that quickly. He wants people to give them a chance to fight for it before they just give up. All I'll say is my mom's hugging me a little closer right now. (laughs) Comforting me. As my heart just races a mile a minute. (laughs) He's so anxious. He's taking a sip from the juice right now, so I have to vamp for a little longer. Um, and he cannot pay attention while he's drinking his juice. He is all in on the juice. The juice is captive. It Sorry, is not loose. Okay, finished, and my eyes have rolled back <laughs> from the back of my head. Well, now I have to wait for you to get burped. Uh, so now moving on to the post-show bonus questions. I asked you what happens... At Quincy's wedding to Kira. I don't recall seeing his wedding. That's correct. We fully never see it. <laughs> we don't know anything that happens yeah, in we just, that part of the storyline. Yeah, we just see that they got together and had a kid. <laughs> yep. The epilogue of this movie 
jumps way too far ahead in time and is yes. my main complaint of the movie at all. It's like, <laughs> they're together, they have a kid, she's still playing basketball, we don't know what Quincy's doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all this is, is resolved. <laughs> <laughs> all the questions that you had, they're gone. Tied up neatly with a bow. <laughs> uh, the multiple choice bonus question. What position does Monica play? I'll give you an extra point if you can say it before I give you the options. Is center forward? Uh, all right. So the options are shooting guard, point guard, center, and rear guard. Center. She plays point guard. Yeah. As her coach says, offense sells tickets, defense sell, uh, wins games. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the true or false bonus, the... Sex scene in this movie has both a condom and a check for consent. Yes, both. Mm-hmm. It does have both. Kira and I popped off at that moment. We were like, no way they're doing both. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on. Just go bareback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to have this be a completely different movie. Jump me right to the epilogue. Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm too high. I don't know how to harmonize. Uh, Wes, would you watch this movie again? I think I'm good. One and done. No elaboration? I think. (laughs) I think there's too much basketball in it for me. Um to the point where that it's just it's far more boring than and like cliche than i like i I was more invested in the relationships Mm. um particularly with their like respective parent that they struggle with but uh you wanted to see more discussion on femininity and more discussion on the game versus your future right than the love aspect of the movie and i have to say uh found it kind of jarring that uh they decided their entire relationship on a game of pick up a basketball it's not (laughs) about Yes, it's about basketball, but it's not just about basketball. They played the game for each other, Wesley. I understand. I understand all the, you know, the the context that's uh, wrapped up in it. But uh, at the end of the day, he called off a wedding two days, two weeks, <laughs> uh, because think... he lost a not. He won a game of basketball and <laughs> then decided to say, uh, you know what, no. <laughs> And I, I turned to Takara, I'm like, you know, inevitably, there reaches a point in every relationship <laughs> where some kind of sparring has to happen in order for a major life decision to be made. What ritual combat will we choose? Well, they, basketball was their identity. So I think you will probably pick video games. 
Um, pro- but it has to match my partner's. And I, uh, Kira does also Mario like video Party. Games. She also quite loves it. Oh, I'll destroy her. <laughs> Whatever the decision is, I will win. And for me and Takara, uh, it will be... Um, family Feud. Yeah, Family Feud. <laughs> so you're about to lose whatever, whatever argument this is. Uh, I so would, yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Okay, uh, I would watch this movie again. I really enjoyed it. I left a really long letterbox review about how much I like this movie. Um, I, I it, it 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 made me feel good, except for the epilogue, which is too short and needs some sort of build up because it just kind of happens, and I'm not satisfied with that. Quincy d- seemingly dropped everything. Yes. <laughs> um. You know, there are a lot of rom-coms where the woman is not like a character. So I guess I guess I guess it's only fair, right? That in this one the man doesn't get to have right any sort of resolution or anything. I was very surprised and appreciated uh the centering of Monica in this movie. Yeah. I she thought was she was far a good... more compelling than Quincy. Yeah, no, he's kind of a forgotten character you take what you can get with quincy and it's not a lot yeah but this is monica's story and quincy is a part of it yes it is not their story which i suppose could be frustrating but i feel like a lot of romance movies are structured as one person's story mm-hmm. um because as we all know love is a prize to be won by one individual yes <laughs> it's about one person conquering someone else which i guess is problematic in this movie but i still like it (laughs) however is this movie better than most of the movies we've done for this podcast uh yeah it this is such a loaded question because yeah we've been just watching shit for two years (laughs) when you have a just course after course of shit (laughs) Any movie will uh, be like, oh, this this must be good for me. <laughs> this Any movie good. that had like some thought and respect put into it is uh-huh. going to be better than most of the shit that we've watched. Um, I would say that this stacks up as a very good romance movie compared to some of the other ones I've quizzed you on before. Yeah. Uh, if I had to think about it compared to, like, Always Be My Maybe, it's, it's probably better than When Harry Met Sally. It's less problematic. I feel like it is, and you probably will disagree with me, I feel like it's kind of similar to Love is Strange. I in I don't how, disagree in, with in you pacing. in that point. In its pacing and its tone, it is similar in that. Yeah. I find that this movie, at least by breaking it up with chapter markers, gives the audience a slight reprieve, whereas Love is Strange just kind of continues to lazily saunter forward in its plot. At least this movie goes, we're going to do a time skip now. (laughs) Fair. Um, But it's a a slower and more thoughtful movie, and I, 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 I still like it. All right, that's it. For Love and Basketball, your score. I should also say that on my scale of good, fine, and not good, I would say this movie's good. 
Maybe just not for you. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so coming out of this, how the fuck do you have 0.25? That's not possible. You have 12 and a half points. Out of this quiz? On this quiz, you have 12 and a half. Shit. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you're not going to do well. Dude, I forgot I... <laughs> how much the bonus questions help. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's, it's why you have removed your pre-quiz bonus questions from the equation. No, I keep one in. Yeah, I still I still do one where I feel like it would be a relevant point for conversation. Yeah. All right. But uh, uh we'll be back to talk about how to build a fence. I would I would I would take a drink of water, but I don't have one. What I do have it's a hot, is a nice a, a cup of refreshing bottle of comfort zone. The one spray that you can put in your room to make your cats get along. Or it'll do absolutely nothing and just make your room smell really weird. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, when you spray it in a room as small as the closet I'm recording in, it does fill the entire room. And when you're sleeping on the floor of that closet with a very anxious new feral cat, it's unpleasant when he pisses right next to you at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but that... That means that you are accepted, Ethan. I have been. He loves me more than life itself. He's a good boy to me and a bad boy to everything else in this entire world. Speaking of bad boys, let's talk about fences. (laughs) Starring the ultimate bad boy, Denzel. Mm Mm-hmm. A man of many proverbs. Ready to drop at a moment's notice. <laughs> All right. Why haven't you seen fences? What do you know about fences? I haven't seen fences because uh, I forgot when it came out. It wasn't advertised well until the Oscars happened and it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. And I don't remember if it won anything. I assume Denzel won. Denzel wins when he's nominated for stuff. <laughs> um, what happens in it, I know that it is a film adaptation of a play written by August Wilson, I think. Wes is nodding. Wes's mom is nodding. She's still here, by the way. Hi. <laughs> you're doing very good so far, Ethan. Just keep it up. As long thank as you're you, confident. You. Okay, okay. You know, there's no... This is all just a game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just play the game. I also have a juice now. <laughs> I hope you like kiwi. I don't. <laughs> I'm allergic. Sorry, hey. just watching uh, Pamela Anderson's cameo in Scooby-Doo <laughs> on Facebook. Oh, have you seen have you seen Moon Knight yet? I haven't yet, no. Uh please note that one of the monsters from the live action Scooby Doo movie does appear in the first episode of Moon Knight. Intentionally or unintentionally? 
I'm pretty. It's got to be unintentional, but the way that it's animated, it's one of those wiry fucking dog-headed things. It looks exactly the same as one of those. Excellent. It's in a museum, so it still feels like that live-action Scooby-Doo movie. It's a weird show. Uh, the CG integration is not perfect. If it was, the gruesome things that happened on screen would make me vomit. <laughs> All right. So you said, what do you know about it? It's an August Wilson play. Care to make any other guesses? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um The play focuses on the idea of fences, both physical and metaphorical. So um, I'm pretty sure that it has to deal with gentrification in some way. And Denzel's character is building a fence around his house for his own safety, but also in doing so is closing himself off to the people who care about him the most. Um, and who also care about the neighborhood. So it's still not saying that gentrification is good, but uh, is an examination of his overreaction to the problem. Okay. Gentrification, don't worry about it. That's not what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Just summing up what you said. Uh, (laughs) Let white people do whatever they want is what I'm saying. What has Troy claimed to have wrestled with? Who or what? His choice. Uh, who a bear? What depression? His inner demons, both physically and metaphorically. You ever take a moment to crawl inside your own mind palace and Irish whip your inner demons? Clothesline them on the way back. There was an episode of AP Bio. I don't know if you've seen that show. I've been meaning to get around to it. I just haven't yet. And there was this like super funny joke in an episode recently that just kind of blew me away. And it was like there was some spiritualist person who came to the school and the secretary uh, was like, hey, I heard you talking about... uh." accessing prior lives i was wondering if you could walk me through on how to access my prior lives and she's like she goes on this long-winded monologue she's like i if i had the time i would walk you through uh take you down the steps into your prior lives and open up the door and we would explore each life uh step by step and then she's like oh so that's what the door and the stairs are for okay Never mind, I can do it. And then she just closes her mind and then she just goes down the stairs and opens the door. (laughs) And then Patton Oswald comes over eventually when she comes out of it and he's like, what were you doing? What was all the commotion? She's like, oh, I was accessing one of my prior lives. Uh, She's like, I found out the reason for the the door and the stairs. And she's like, oh, that's what those are for. That is a well-constructed joke, and I'm angry that I didn't make it. All right, I guess I got to get on that show. What job in the garbage industry is Troy trying to get? Um, It's got to be 
It's got to be like like our good friend Kathy's struggle with the USPS. He's just trying to get his own route. He's currently working on a truck that doesn't have a dedicated route. He's just a, a filler for other people. He's trying to get his, his own consistent path to travel. All right. Daryl's working with the USPS for like three years. Never got his own route. Because huh. <laughs> he had to wait for someone to retire or die. How many people die in the USPS? That mostly that's how they leave. Wow. Who knew I, USPS I, and the Supreme Court would have such a strong commonality? They're very similar. Those years that Daryl was working for the USPS, I learned a lot. Where did Troy and Bono meet? The U2 singer? Not Bono, Bono. Oh, the U2 singer, but without any of his muscles or skin. Before uh, stardom forced him to don the the skin and the glasses. The reason he wears the glasses is because if he took them off, you'd see that they're hollow eye sockets (laughs) and underneath his bono. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, what was the question? Where did Troy and Bono meet? Uh, high school. Could only there's no more interesting answer here. They're just longtime friends from high school. There was no major event that occurred. They were merely in class together. Am I digging myself a hole? Yes. Is it comfy in here? Absolutely. <laughs> Have I unearthed the second bono? Yes. <laughs> because he is you too. What professional sport did Troy play? I want to say lacrosse to be an asshole, but I'm pretty sure it's football. What is usually... Okay, multiple choice. What is usually the reason for Troy's son Lions to come around home? A, to get some money on Troy's payday. B, to tell Troy that he has another grandchild. C, to drink Troy's booze. Or C, to play some music for Troy. I'm going to go get some money on payday. I feel like that sounds familiar. And it can work as a vampiric symbolism. Okay. Uh, How did Troy... We've already got skeletons. we got to get vampires in here, too. How did Troy get the down payment for the house he lives in? A, from the death of his father-in-law... B, from the war pension of his brother. C, from saving every nickel he ever got. Or D, from thieving white people. I'm going to go with saving every nickel I ever got, and it's going to be part of an impassioned monologue. Okay. If all of Denzel's lines are not delivered as impassioned monologues, I will be surprised. What sport does Corey want to pursue? A. Tennis. B. Basketball. C. Baseball. Or D. Football. I'm going baseball. Okay. I'm trying to think of where this movie takes place. <laughs> and I I assume New York. <laughs> okay. But if it's anywhere else, 
baseball. New York notorious for outlawing baseball. What does Bono say he will do if Troy ever finishes his fence? A. Help his wife out in the garden. B. Buy his wife a new refrigerator. C. Buy a television. Or D. Retire from his job as a garbage man. Buy a television. Okay. Extra credit? I can't, my brain cannot unpack the implications of finishing the fence. What does Bono have? What does Bono Yeah! Have? <laughs> you said it! <laughs> I almost left him out entirely from this quiz. What does... Because... And now he is the focus of every question of yours. What does Bono have to confront Troy about? This is a bonus? Yeah. A Bono bonus question. Um, He needs to be confronted about spending too much. No, wait, hold on. The question is, what does Bono confront Troy about? I will say Bono confronts Troy about how Troy mistreats his own wife. Racist. Racist? Is his name Bono because he's white? And he's white as bones? What does the deal... Answer me. (laughs) What was the deal if Corey wanted to play football? A, he had to help out around the house and keep his job at the grocery store. B, he had to help out fixing up an old car with Troy and get the mail. C, he had to help with the laundry and visit his uncle every day after school. Or D, he had to help out with his baby sister and find a job for after high school. Car and mail. Okay. Man, these questions where we have to come up with two join things per answer is always troublesome. (laughs) All right, true or false? Troy's brother Gabriel is institutionalized. There are too many characters in this movie already. (laughs) There are at least five, and that's too many. But Troy's brother Gabriel is institutionalized. True. Troy tells lions to never return home. True. It's part of those metaphorical fences. Troy is paranoid that Rose is having an affair. False. He's paranoid that Rose will find out about his own affair. Corey defies his dad and goes to college for football. False. I already established it was baseball. Corey ends up getting a girl pregnant. False. That's too much drama for one movie. (laughs) Corey steals a garbage truck true who hasn't stolen a garbage truck so ah, those were the salad days of youth so listeners uh getting someone pregnant is too much drama but stealing a garbage truck is not it's just part of growing up growing pains you remember mm-hmm. that episode of growing pains where they all steal a garbage truck remember that episode of groin pains 
No, they only ever no. released one. It's right. too shocking for TV. All right, I have sent the screen grab. This looks like a pile of boxes. Huh? It is not a pile of boxes. <laughs> what I was seeing was chain link. Um, I was gonna say this looks like it's part of one of the scenes that was playing during all like the Oscars trailers. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that because this is a play adaptation, most of this movie probably takes place in the same spot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which um, is always just so hard <laughs> to deal with <laughs> with play adaptations. Um, I think this one does it well. Good. The other play adaptation we have on this list, I feel, also does it well. This is Troy looking uh, on the right side of the screen, looking at two people, one who I assume to be his son, Corey, and the woman holding him is Corey's partner. Uh, We are in a yard, presumably that of Troy, looking through a chain link fence at a a heated confrontation. (laughs) There's, I, I can only see one face here, so it's a lot to glean from one stern facial expression, which looks more disappointed than angry or upset. Uh Corey's asking again to do something. I'm going to I'm just going to guess playing a sport or leaving this town. Uh and his dad is saying no again and now Corey's finally fed up with it. And after this, ooh, after this Somebody gets slapped. I remember there being uh, an impact in this movie of some kind. Someone is struck. And I assume this is just before that. All right. That is Fences. What if if men were allowed to cry? What if men allowed themselves to cry? They'd be going against God's wish. Uh, So, yeah, that is Fences. And that is this episode of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Current score is Ethan, 11. Me well on my way to my predicted score, 24.5. Gonna make you bust, boy. I'm gonna make you bust, boy. You're gonna make me a bust, boy. I'm gonna make you a bust, boy. You're gonna clean up this table. Then you're gonna fire me. <laughs> no severance. You can follow us on who what busboy gets severance pay. That'd be crazy. <laughs> you should just assume that I would have the same amount of severance as every other busboy. None. <laughs> but I'm giving it to you. I have to. It's the precedent. And on this show, we set precedents. And we find presence. 
Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goofs. You can follow him at Letterboxd at Egeese. And you can follow me on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember, I am really starting to fade. <laughs> I am sick. He's he's out of it. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. If Wes survives. Ugh.